0: Hurling in the Shadow of the Rockies. The podcast and engaging to community through intimate stories of the individual, fostering be their be culture be through Hurling in the day day West. This is Bob O'Boyle. Thank you for listening and welcome to part two of the end of season one. Thank you for tuning in to the second part of my interview with Tanner Sholey. In this episode, we talk about where the Grizzly Hurling team is in this 2019-2020 season how hurling has developed in Montana, as well as how hurling has helped Tanner get through some difficult times recently. Talking about that, that, uh, that community as people would come in here, mm-hmm. one of the things that uh, this last St. Patrick stated, so yeah. I mean, not only, we haven't talked about the Wolf Tones yet yeah. but, and got into that, but one of the most exciting things for me, um, watching one of these games we went over, it was it was in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Like you passed to Miles, who passed to yep. Ryan okay <laughs> who made it. You know what? Some order of that. Yeah, way. and I think I guess Miles, I think scored or something in that in that exchange. But I was so I was looking at it, and I was going three Butte lads. Yep all playing together, you know, doing this inside. We've really grown it into a homegrown. It's not not dependent on Irish. It's not dependent on those guys coming over.
1: Yep. Well, and that was something um, uh, I think that we really noticed um, this last year with Donica being here um, because it was the first time that we had, you know, an elite hurler come in and – we didn't feel like we needed to just like step aside and be like, okay, now you do it. And, and you tell us when to practice and how to practice and, and set up all this stuff. It was just like, oh yeah, come on in. And if you want to do things, great. Tell us what you want to do. If you want to do nothing, that is totally fine. Like you or you can do, be involved completely at whatever level you want to be involved in. Um and we will make sure that there are games and practices and we'll make sure that it keeps going. Um, and I think, you know, that kind of really came into play probably the year that, that PA was here. That was about the second year that we had the Mars around. Um, that was, you know, my second year of being more in charge. And so and then with Pabbing, there's kind of that support to build into it, um, but he didn't have to fully take over and run the whole show like, you know, when Nisha and Brian were here and they were doing it all themselves because um, they were the only ones who really knew what needed to be done. Um, and so to kind of fully reach that point now, it's it's great. And, and this year with uh, myself not being able to be as involved since the middle of the summer, it's it's amazing to see that it, you know, there's like that tentative. It's like, I don't want to give it up because I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, stepped away and, um, and not all the way cause I can never really do that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and to see who we have around who, who can pick up slack or be involved or, or get stuff done and, And the team is, both teams have been doing amazingly. And, you know, this is probably one of the biggest years the Grizz have had as far as recruiting and fundraising goes. So, yeah, it's it's fully kind of, it's starting to get to the point where we can just kind of rely on ourselves to keep it going. And then, yeah, starting to see stuff pop up in Butte and the little bits of interest in other places in Montana and kind of... starting to figure out how to get those seeds planted. And yeah, I think it's, it's only a matter of time before they just start kind of springing up all over the place. <laughs> so. yeah.
0: yeah. What would you, you know, one of the things that I think that you can talk to um, that would be helpful for a lot of folks, especially, especially around the United States mm-hmm. is building that, that core. Community. Yeah. Because you you have been there, and you you know I think about um, when I spent more time on campus. Mm-hmm. You guys would all be have the hurl over your shoulder. Yeah, you'd have a you'd have so that you'd just be kind of kind of and playing, just walking between classes Yeah. You talked about the uh, the uh, trivia nights and mm-hmm. the bingo nights yeah. and that type of stuff. What are some of those things that you 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 really saw and see as ways to not only fundraise and this type mm-hmm. of stuff, but build that. Community. Yeah.
1: Um, I think from a team aspect, the, the, the biggest things that I've seen are traveling and, and hanging out after the games. That is the, those are probably the two biggest things. Cause of course, I mean, practicing, you see each other however many times a week, Um, you might, and especially if, if you're still a student, you might see each other on camps, that kind of thing. Like, like those help build those friendships. Um, but you know, you kind of, you can really be involved in every single training, um, and still just kind of stay, you know, you show up, do your drills, leave. Um, and it doesn't inherently build that, but spending eight hours in Morgan's tiny car (laughs) with five people, (laughs) like, um, and then, you know, cramming 20 people with, with a, a 30 pack of Budweiser into a hotel room, um, after three hurling games, like that is what builds a team. And, and, you know, that's where stories are shared and, and you talk about the games and you talk about other things and, and the camaraderie is, and the community is really built on a team level, um, Um, and then beyond that kind of building the community bigger, I think it's, I think where we found success is, is, um, is, uh, um, I think it's just kind of trying to bring that, that travel aspect home and, and setting up our, our scrimmages where we really build up like the Grizz V the Mars and, and Getting those games in and, and mixing the teams up so that the the game is really close and and bringing like family and friends to those games. Even if you only bring a person, there's only a few people watching the game. Getting those people involved and kind of seeing the sport and, and getting them involved in the team has really helped build um, that... That outer community. I mean, having like Paul and Tom, and you know, even Brian Hibner, who now plays with the Mars. He he was involved because he really loved watching the hurling games for the Grizz. Um, I remember him after nationals wearing a Grizz jersey and getting everybody in the bar to sign his jersey. Um, and then, yeah, a few years later, he's he's playing <laughs> with all of us. <laughs> so, um, kind of bringing that that back home and just really trying to get people to take hold of, of, and and share in our pride for being on the team. I remember, you know, asking all of my professors if I could, you know, talk about the McKinney cup or whatever in classes. And, you know, I always had a hurl in my backpack and pretty much half my shirts are jerseys. So, you know, all of my professors knew me as the hurling kid, like, (laughs) and all that stuff. And, and, and it was, yeah just emanating that that pride in our team and our history and and what we've accomplished and and just sharing that and getting other people to to be involved in that i mean i love every year we have our sports club union meetings or whatever and we kind of every team gets a little chance to you know kind of do a 10 second brag and we bring in our trophies and our medals and it's like four time national champions it's like that's all we got to say <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, it's just sharing that I think has really helped build, um, that kind of community around us. So
0: has there, with this, there's strong Irish origin, Mm -hmm. how has that played in or to what level has that been a part? Hmm.
1: I'd say it's, it's, it's a very important part, um, especially as, and I, um, I noticed it a little bit early on. Cause I mean, of course, you know, the, the huge play on it is, is the Irish, it's a part of Irish culture. It's Irish history. It goes back 3000 plus years and, and is deeply rooted in the lore and the, the mythology and the history of, of Ireland. And it, it's kind of, I think it's one of those, it can be a sense of, of, of pride to somebody who's really attached to their Irish culture. Cause it's not known by everybody. I mean, obviously you have the music um, and the language is really starting to grow in Irish American culture. Um, but it really like, that was one of the thing where, you know, you could talk to a big, huge, you know, Irish American, you know, cultural person and they might still not know what hurling is. And so to kind of be like, oh, well, did you know about this? And it's like, oh, this is a whole part of my history I do not even know about. <laughs> and so I think people really have gotten to get into that. And I've noticed it so much more as we've become more involved in Butte. and um, And getting to like share that with. Um, some of those people who are more involved in like Henri Ra and St. Patrick's Day. And um, last year when Miles, Nisha and I gave the presentation um, before um, Henri Ra um, across from the library and, and yeah, people were just amazed at like, at what this meant and the history of it, both from the um, Irish standpoint, but then also now from it's a part of our Montana culture and his, and I mean, how many Montanans are attached to the university of Montana and, (laughs) and now that is, and now it's there, those uh, cultures are becoming like intertwined. Um, And so I think that's been huge and um, it's not everybody's call to hurling. Um, There's definitely, I mean, I'd say most of our players have probably just joined the sport because it's a cool sport, um, but I mean, there are definitely players that we've had who um, either join because because it is a huge part of their identity, um, or it becomes a big part of their identity. So one of the
0: one of the kind of um, interesting stories I think about with that is uh, John Prendergast mm-hmm. going from Kerry, yeah, you know, being a footballer and that and everything. But learning hurling here yeah. in Missoula, and then getting the team going again in, in Notre Dame. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's amazing, and I think that's one of the funnest parts of being involved for so long is actually seeing how many of our Irish exchange students come over and start playing hurling because it's the thing to do here, and uh, and with with no background or maybe limited background or. The players, you know, we've had several players who played until they were, you know, 15, 16 or whatever and then kind of just fell out of it and get rekindled. They start playing here and it's like, oh yeah, I, I really do love playing this game and go back home and pick it back up again, start playing. Because I think one thing that I've learned from, from talking with our different um, Irish Exchange students and the Fulbrights is, you know, the... The hurling culture in Ireland, just because it's it's so ingrained, especially in your more hurling focused counties to where as you get older, you you just kind of stop playing because, you know, you just can't compete at that high level uh, anymore. And so people stop playing or you didn't start early enough. And so you just never really got into it because well, I didn't start playing when I was five. So I'm, I'm already five years behind yeah, and too old. To too old. old. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it can't teach an old dog new tricks. And, <laughs> but then you come here and it's like, you know, it, there's more to the sport than just being elite at it. I mean, you, you just have fun playing and it's about building the team. And, and I think that kind of getting to come and play here has helped kind of remind people of that. And uh, when they go back home and it's like, yeah, I can play this if I want to. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, even, you know, like Eugene is another one who never played until he came here and, you know, went back home and was like, oh boy, I don't know if... If I'm going to be able to do this, and but I mean, you know, you just get in there and start playing. And I mean, he's an amazing hurler. So we were all like, "I don't know what you're so reserved about." <laughs> like, just get out there. Yeah, well, and, and and we've also had
0: the other way with like mom or Kevin Moore. Yeah, coming coming from. I mean, I know he had the the background. His mom's from Galway. Yeah, stuff and everything. But he really got going over here, and he went over there and played.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm still convinced that bomber is probably the best American hurler just period. Like, like I don't think I've ever seen a, an American hurdler just play as well as bomber. So, and yeah, when he went over there, it was like, yeah, just don't get injured. That's, that's your only weakness. <laughs> You're so injury prone, but like, yeah. And, and hearing him, Slowly work up the ranks and playing and, and getting on these teams and, and yeah, just just really excelling. It's like, yeah, and that's somebody who's come out of Missoula hurling. And I mean, I mean, we've got how many of those, like Caleb and Dylan and Derek, who, yeah, if could easily go over there and, and just because of their sheer athleticism, just make a name for themselves <laughs> and really do well. And, and it's cool to be able to, to see that
0: I guess what we do works. (laughs) Well, we have had a number of folks as far as the the Irish aspect of it, uh, come from maybe no Irish background Mm -hmm. and, uh, that becomes more a part of their life because of the hurling. Yeah. They go over to Ireland, they spend time. I mean, even just to visit for periods of time that, that community seems to, um, everybody gets so close here mm-hmm. that their family when they go over there. Yeah.
1: Great. Oh yeah. I, th- I think I've got about 20 couches in oh. Ireland by now that I am a, I have an open invitation. To.
0: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, and that's even like, like myself, I'm, you know, I don't have the, the greatest knowledge of my uh, family history or anything like that, but this has become one of the, biggest aspects of my identity and to the point where you know for my honeymoon Lizzie and I spent a week in Dublin and because it was just like yeah that's where we gotta go like (laughs) gotta go see Crow Park and and just see you know we didn't get to do too much exploring outside of Dublin um, but that's on the list next it's like all right yep time to go see Galway and Kilkenny and and Tipperary and, and Cork and you know just go explore all these places and see the pitches and you know and you know we've talked with Pat Nisha and them and being like okay when we come over can we like can we practice with your team <laughs> just see how we do like if we can even you know stand to to even lift the ball in your in your team's presence. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> And so yeah, and that that is like on the list for almost everybody on our team. And we've talked for now a couple of years about okay, we need to plan a a Mars Take Ireland trip where yeah, we go set up games and and we'll just go have a blast over in Ireland and catch up with all the different guys who've been over here and and yeah, just do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it definitely becomes just such a huge part of everybody. And even, even the players who are only around for a year or maybe were involved, but are, are still more quiet. Like, you know, that this year we've, we've had the, the goon squad all graduate. We had Ben and Kevin graduate in the spring and then now Don Griffin and Braden are graduating this semester. And, um, you know, Ben and Kevin played all four years. I recruited them the year, um our third year and then they brought the other three and you know the, now that they've been involved for you know anywhere from three to four years it's a huge part of what they love to do and they love the sport and you know all this stuff and yeah, it just becomes a huge sense of of who you are and getting to go to nationals and and win some and lose some and it just becomes so so ingrained and going to Butte, especially now that we've started dragging those guys over there. I don't know if that's necessarily the, the right thing for us to be doing. <laughs> if, it, if
0: it's wrong, I do Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, yeah, it just becomes becomes huge, and there's a, there's a pride in who you play for when we you know we split up the teams into Grizz and Mars. Every year, there's a couple, oh, I never get to play with the Grizz. Oh, man. Dylan always tells me he's like every year that I was a student, I played for the Mars, and then as soon as I graduated, you put me on the <laughs> on the Chris team. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it wasn't intentional, but it works out. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, this this last year, I think that that St. Patrick's Day game in mm-hmm. Ute was just really special. Oh really man, great.
1: yeah, oh, it was awesome, and and there was a bit of uh, you know I I'm pretty much the person who makes the teams almost every year that we, that we split the teams. And I, I had to put myself on the Butte team because there were a couple other times where I did not and I was just like, nope, no, I, I will be on the Butte yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and yeah, that game was just perfect. And, and it's funny because uh, sometimes you don't really think about because I'm not, you know, always that kind of, and not a very emotionally attached person or anything like that. So it doesn't bother me if I'm not always on the Butte team or if I'm not with the Grizz or whatever. Um, but it was, it was crazy, kind of getting reminded of that, that, that pride um, it, for that Butte game because, um, of course, we need to split the tones up into the two teams because there's no way we were gonna have a team of tones, <laughs> the guys who barely ever, ever played. And um and but yeah, the couple of guys that we had to put on the Grizz team, it was like, wait, I don't get a play for the Butte team? It's like Yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um and it was like, oh yeah, there I mean there is that that is important to 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 the sport and that's what is that's what grows our our team, is that that pride and like, no, this this is the team I play for, and and this is the jersey that I
0: wear. <laughs> uh, yeah. so. Well, it's been, it, this year seems to be kind of a, uh, uh, in some ways, reminiscent of the first year as mm-hmm. far as the the sheer numbers. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Um, this has definitely been one of our biggest years. Uh, the recruiting, the the. Um, the returning players have done an amazing job recruiting, um, especially Kaya and Devin and, and John is, uh, John's actually put in a ton of work, uh, helping us recruit and fundraise. Um, and, and so, yeah, this is, this is probably our, our greenest team as far as, uh, except for that first year, as far as getting players who, who are new and fresh and have never heard of the sport before. And, um, yeah, it's been awesome. I think we we came into the semester with eight returning players, um, four of whom are graduating this semester, and so yeah, there was a there was kind of a cloud uh, at the end of spring last year and into summer where it's like, I don't know if we're gonna have a team this year. Like, it's not looking great, but um, then yeah, they just the. I don't know what we did differently recruiting but it worked and yeah I think one of the secrets we've kind of learned is is especially for the the college students is uh you, you gotta attack people in pairs you can't just bring one person out you gotta bring them and their buddy or <laughs> and get them to come out in groups because then they're much more likely to stay and and yeah, the chemistry has just been really great this year. Um, I haven't been around a whole bunch, but I was there the first two weeks of training and then I made it for regionals and I was I was here for Spokane on Sunday. And yeah, the team just meshes well. Everyone's got a good attitude. And I was telling uh, Chris and John, um, I think this is one of the most easily coached teams we've ever had in, in that Everybody is just excited to, to learn. There really isn't any of that kind of attitude of, oh, I know better or, or I don't, I don't want to change how I'm doing this because this works for me. So even though you say that this is better, I'll just keep doing it this way because it works. Uh, but this year, I mean, there have been several, t- pretty much uh, Sunday in Spokane uh, at the beginning of every game and at every halftime. Told the team something that we needed to improve on, and it was improved in that half. Um, whether it was I want more points or less goals, or I want you to box over the ball more, or I want you to spread the field more, is like just one instruction, and it was immediately like processed and uh, um, uh, executed. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like uh, yeah. And So it's been it's been super fun to watch these guys just kind of you know, have that same level of, we just want to learn the game. We just want to play that, that we had, you know, however many years ago. And it's been a little while, I think, since we've kind of seen that mostly because um, most years we have a pretty, uh, we have a much higher um, kind of return on players. And so it's been a while since we've had such a fresh, just green team (laughs) to kind of mold and, And, uh, and teach. So it's, it's an exciting year. Uh, I think uh, nationals in Orlando is going to be real fun. So (laughs) it
0: it is a good team. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was really impressed the first couple of practices that I was able to coach. Um, Everybody was, was picking it up nice and quick and um, the improvement was going well. Um, And then went away and came back and, and at regionals and, man yeah it was they just mesh really the chemistry is amazing and um they just all play really well and yeah I was I was blown away by how well they did at nationals or regionals (laughs) Uh, and then even um on Sunday we went to Spokane and we had just a mixed team of Mars and Grizz and and the new Grizz who were just kind of thrown in and mixed in with the Mars out there. I mean, they held their own and, and played great. Even against some, uh, we had some really good players come over from, uh, Red Branch and, and play and, and yeah, they were holding their own and, and just getting better every game. And it's like, yeah, this is, that's what you want to see is just that constant improvement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it it's, at regionals this year it was really like wow this is yeah this is a solid team and and for me who I, I mean I'm not Ed, I'm not in the middle of it all the time mm-hmm. and seeing all these new faces yeah and going wow I don't know most of these mm-hmm. guys, they're doing cool. yeah things. that
1: was like uh, Caleb came out and watched the games yeah. and, and a couple of – we had Callie Keegan out there and and a couple of other people came and watched and uh, Caleb was like I don't think I know a single player on on the Grizz this year and yeah, it's like yeah that's yeah there may be a couple of the goons but yeah that's probably it and taylor that's probably the only people you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's it's been funny talk uh morgan was telling me um after regionals we were at the press box and he's like you know it's really weird the freshmen on this team were in middle school when we were freshmen and it's just like Oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I was talking to a kid from uh, Berkeley. Yeah. And I was I said, "Yeah, I remember when your guys team came up in 2015 when we hosted the mm-hmm. here." He goes, "2015, was I was a freshman." In yeah. High school. Yeah. I yeah like, Oh my yeah. god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, it's amazing. It's kind of, I think, because of, of all the new uh, players this year, this is, this is I think, is probably the year I would mark as our first kind of really big uh, turnover year. Um, you know, you kind of, you think it'd be about every four years just with how school works and stuff, but um, with the overlap and everything of all our players, you know, we've kind of always had like the core grizz pretty much all the way through. But this year is kind of the first like new chapter almost for the Grizz and kind of all new players who, there's only a few who have a couple of years of experience and kind of know how things work. But otherwise, I mean, everybody is, is learning how we get to nationals and how we fundraise much less just
0: learning how to play the sport. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the other things, and I mean, going into this year, like you t- like you alluded to this spring, not only with the turnover, but then you had stuff. Yeah. Up. And that was something that a lot of us were like, oh gosh, Tanner's yeah. <laughs> such a big part of the team. And mm-hmm. so integral to the Grizz, especially especially since we haven't been relying on yeah. Fulbright's mm-hmm. coming in and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a big challenge. And so talk about some of that. Yeah. We
1: yeah. So... As that all kind of got rolling, I mean, that was already into to May when we kind of started this whole journey of getting imaging done on my arm and it's starting to, to do different tests and biopsies and stuff like that. And so there was kind of that little sense of like, um, there's a chance that uh, I might get taken out here <laughs> for who knows how long and or at what capacity. And, um, and so kind of started to, you know, let people know. And, uh, we kind of just had a, like a core six of us over the summer who were around at practice, you know, as myself, Chris, Miles, John, Daniel, um, Dylan and Derek, who are kind of the only people really around all summer. And so just kind of keeping them in the loop, like, Hey, just so you know, like I might just kind of drop off for a while. Um, and I don't know what level of involvement I'll be able to be in. Um, and yeah, the biggest concern was, okay, who, who's going to do the Grizz? Um, well, I think the second. Yeah. The second. I, well, I like don't know. That personal, was my biggest was concern. <laughs> you yeah. You yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, and so, yeah, just kind of as time went on and, We got more news and yeah, found out that it was, it wasn't benign. It was cancerous and it was going to involve some level of treatment and surgery that we were still figuring out. Um, it was like, okay, yep. We need to get the, uh, get the pieces in set, um, uh, for, for fall and, um, and just look, I just kind of seemed like out of nowhere, uh, kaya came around and was like oh hey and and she'd been around a little while we've we've seen her every once in a while um and she's like oh i'm going to law school so i'll get to play with the Grizz." and uh it was like oh awesome and didn't really kind of uh think about it too much uh was to kind of take an inventory of who our returning players were going to be and who has some experience and you know kind of starting to think about who would probably fit that role best as far as going to meetings and making sure our paperwork's turned in, and uh, and scheduling practice times, and uh, and yeah, Kaya just stepped up. I was like, yeah, I'll will do it, whatever. And and then a few of the other players, like Dom and Devin, have done quite a bit. And um, but yeah, Kaya just kind of came out of nowhere, and oh, she's done amazingly. I mean, all our stuff is turned in. We've got this is like the first year we've ever written like grants for just getting money and all this stuff and it's just like oh man and so I mean that took a huge amount of of worry off of me because now it's like okay yeah I go to Rochester for um, six weeks of treatment and not be around and not have and then having like Chris and John who it's like okay I don't need to worry about who's running practices and if we're doing drills properly and that kind of thing and and yeah so to to really kind of see the the teams just do so well. It's just like, okay. Oh man, that is such a huge relief. And, and again, it's just a huge sign of like what, what a community we have that, you know, it can kind of just, you know, that out of nowhere, like, okay, I'm out. (laughs) Like I can help email and call whoever, and I'll let you know any of the resources I have picked up over the years um, but you know, this is all on you guys now and just yeah, it, it didn't die. It didn't fade. It didn't, you know, if anything, it grew and it's gotten better. And, uh, so, I mean, that's just been a huge, a huge relief and a huge sense of, yeah, just again, just a sense of pride in what our team is and what our community is. And so, yeah, I'm excited to be back for this little bit of month of indoor trainings and, help get that ball rolling and keep working towards getting us prepared for nationals. uh, And then I'll probably go away for a little bit longer and then come back again in time for nationals. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. And uh, I think getting to come back for regionals was, was just highlight of, of this whole experience and, you know, getting to see those guys and, and especially the players who, you know, have been around for a couple of years and, yeah, just going to spend a whole day doing, you know, what I love to do. (laughs) You can see everybody
0: light up when you, when you were there too. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, just getting to see, uh, yeah, just kind of the, the, the fruit of seven years of work. And, uh, you know, you kind of go through the highs and lows of, of running a team and coaching a team and. We have our year. Like last year was a rough year where most of the time we didn't have a full team. We ended up going to nationals down a player, and you know came in fourth, which is our worst place uh, that we've done. But I mean, if that's our worst, that's not too bad. And then uh, um, you know, kind of have that year of like, oh man, I I don't know how much more we got in the tank if this is if this is kind of where we're at. But to just kind of have this reboost and and uh, kickstart to yeah, kind of a new chapter in, in grids hurtling and, uh, and to the Mars are still slowly building in our, I mean, our core just gets stronger and stronger every year. And we usually add about one person a year. So <laughs> a couple of years, we might actually have a full team, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been super encouraging and definitely just, uh, very helpful for, yeah, this whole process. It helps being able to keep the Positive attitude and the the good vibes rolling. So <laughs>
0: has because the sister, I mean going through what you're going through, not only with I mean on a on a personal like looking at mm-hmm. the mortality in the face, really, yeah, but with your with your family and everything in the community has hurling helped in that journey in any way? Um.
1: I would say yes, just because, um, as, as anyone who knows me can attest to, uh, I'd say hurling probably takes up about 80% of my brain function at all (laughs) times. I, I can talk hurling endlessly. Uh, and yeah, uh, pretty much any time Lizzie asks me what I'm thinking about, like, yeah, nine times out of 10, the answer is hurling. (laughs) So... I mean, it's already just, it is my passion. It is what I absolutely just love to do and think about and explore. And um, so, I mean, just having that as something to to hold on to and and just be a a center is, it definitely is helpful. Um, And I mean, again, just that the community that's built around, I mean, um, obviously like family is so huge for anything like this and, um, especially when we have to, you know, leave home and spend time elsewhere, having Lizzie with me and then having her parents and my parents around and all my siblings. And, um, I mean, that is huge and that's, that's been a huge core to, to staying the way that we've been able to stay as far as positive and, you know, just kind of work through all this treatment and low days and things like that. But, uh outside of that, I mean, the hurling, commu- that's like my other, other than, I'd say the only other strong community is probably my, uh, or strong close community is probably from work, but really it's it, hurling goes right outside of that family ring. And I mean, the players that have played with for you know years and other ones that we only played for with for a year i mean i've heard you know just getting messages from people hey I'm just wondering how's it going yeah reading your updates and things like that and you know got or getting messages from like pat and donica and those guys every once in a while and eugene even though they're all the way across the pond as they say but uh i mean yeah just huge and yeah just feeling the support i mean even if you know the the people we don't hear from all the time but you just know you can feel that community like just empowering all the time so uh, that's a you know and whenever we see people it's like oh we've been praying for you and also it's like oh we feel it it works <laughs> i mean it definitely uh yeah spending uh six months in rochester minnesota is not the most exciting thing in the world but i mean uh it definitely uh helps uh make the days go by a little quicker and <laughs> well, and
0: it, and it seems like, it, cause I mean seeing you, I've had family and friends yeah. go through this journey and you seem to be doing so remarkable. <laughs> I mean, really,
1: yeah. Great. Yeah. It's uh, I, I, yeah, I can only chalk it up to just the, the community that's been around us and, and just that pulling strength from that because yeah um it's funny talking to different doctors and nurses or whatever and you know they'll they'll kind of like you're doing really well and you kind of like yeah 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 whatever and they're like no like like we are blasting you like because you're young you're fit so your body can handle a lot but your body is like really really handling this is I just chalk it up to the butte water, but (laughs) 20 years of drinking that stuff. I mean, (laughs) you do your worst, but (laughs) yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's been incredibly helpful. And I mean, this year has been a rough year, not only with that, but I mean, we've had several close family friends who are on the same journey and we've had multiple who've Passed away this year, and it's—I mean, it's incredible. It, it really, you know, adds a bit of realism to to what it is that we're going through. And even though, you know, we, we've come to learn that since we caught it early and we we kind of were speedy in getting the ball rolling, um, you know, it, it hasn't spread to anywhere that is, you know, dangerous. Um, but there is always that, that risk. And, you know, since the beginning, there's been a possibility of amputation and it was like, you know, the first thing you think about is how am I supposed to hurl with one hand, <laughs> with one arm, you know, I was yeah. thinking of biomechanics and, you know, robot arms and okay, what is the bare minimum I would need to hold a hurl? <laughs> I can do everything else with my left hand. But, I mean, and so, yeah, even having, you know, even just that thought of, like, all right, this, yeah, that, that might have been it. I might not be able to play anymore. Um, but even still, just having, like, but that doesn't mean I won't be involved or I wouldn't be, you know, I can still coach. I can still go to all the tournaments, all the games. I can still do everything short of playing if that were the outcome. And even just having that was, like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like... I guess I won't be able to fully achieve my hurling status if that were the case, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there, there could be worse things. And so, yeah, I think that just the community that's built up around us and, and hurling being one of the main ones I think has just been, yeah, in incredibly helpful and, and a huge part of, of, yeah, this whole journey. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been really, incredible to see your strength and to see that. And I, and I do think that part of that has filtered in and, and inspired the, the bunch this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see, I, I was, I was blown away. Like you said that at that Western. Region yeah. With you guys, I mean, it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, that's definitely something that, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you just kind of hope for after, uh, yeah, seven years of being involved. And I mean, that's, I've had a couple people ask, like, you know, going to these tournaments and not being able to, it's like do you, do you hate not being able to be on the field? And it's like, actually, as much as I love playing, it's like, I love coaching. I, I've really come to just enjoy it. And especially when, you know, you can, you put in the, the hours and hours of practice and, and getting people to work on different things, and then to go to a tournament and see it unfold and pay off, and it's just like I, I like I tell uh, some of the players is like I think I get more tired after a day of coaching and just standing <laughs> on the sideline than I ever did playing. <laughs> it just puts so much mental, emotional energy into into coaching and i mean that's that's just kind of our whole team and that's been our you know that's been our diff, uh differentiating differentiating factor from the beginning is just i mean 75 percent of the people on the field on the sideline absolutely love this sport and love our team and so just are willing to dedicate everything even you know just put the body on the line every Mm. practice every game just to see our team improve and and win and so yeah it's it's i i do miss hurling especially as my uh the beer gut is slowly getting bigger and bigger all this inactivity i'm like okay i just more just miss hurling just for the activity (laughs) but uh but yeah even if even if it was just reduced down to to just being able to coach, I love taking the team to nationals and regionals and, and seeing how they do. And, um, yeah, that's been one of the, the highlights of the last years, and, you know, thinking about the different national tournaments we've had and it's like, okay, which year, which nationals was the best nationals that I've been to. And it's like, whew, it's tough. Cause I mean, that first one was amazing. It was magical. The second one was great. Cause we were on home turf um, the, the year we were in Chicago was great. Cause that was our revenge year. Um, but I, I think one of my favorites and probably the one that I would say I, I got the most out of was winning two years ago when we went to Boulder and, uh, and won. This is our first victory without a Fulbright, uh, who was a hurler. Um, you know our best Irish player was our players were Tom and Sean. Who uh, Tom is still playing, but you know wasn't Nisha or Donica or Pat, and and Sean was amazing but hadn't played for a couple of years, and so that was really like the team that we coached, like pretty much Chris and I coached into just a really good solid team, with, mostly with American students, and then the few. Irish, uh, Irish help. And, uh, and so, yeah, there was just something about that year that was just, it was kind of, and, and Traylock even tells me, it's like, that's, that's the one year that you guys actually like won nationals as a team, not you won and you were on the same team <laughs> as the best player. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think that just kind of speaks to what this has grown into. Um, you know, not just, um, Uh, a club that has access to really good uh, players every year, but uh, has really evolved into a community that is invested in, in growing and and becoming better. And I mean, that year we had, uh, I was obviously there and then Dylan traveled down with us and Eugene traveled. And so, yeah. And I think Chris would have, um, if he was able to, but he's been to a bunch of other ones. So yeah, it's, it's really, you know, there, people almost get more out of it not playing on the field <laughs> than the players who actually do. So, uh, yeah, I think that just speaks volumes to the commitment and the passion that is really kind of fueling this whole Missoula and now
0: Montana hurling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know for myself, I've taken 10,000 pictures of yeah Yeah. Yeah been to so many it
1: is it is just wonderful oh yeah yeah oh and yeah that's some of those pictures just capture. so i think one of the best ones is is dom uh roaring in butte like that yeah that is just that like embodies what it means to play hurling for the grizz for the mars for the wolf tones like yeah, that that's
0: the moment right there. <laughs> well, I want you to to uh, put on your uh, prognosticator. Yeah. Look into the look into your crystal ball and what do you see or hope to see in the future of, mm-hmm. of hurling in Montana? Yeah. Um, my my dream is
1: for a a Montana League of that, like, and I've I've written it out a couple different times, a couple different ways of, you know, even if we had one team in the seven like big Montana cities, you know, Billings, Great Falls, Kalispell, Helena, Butte, Bozeman, Missoula, um, and that's not even counting. You know, you could get an Anaconda team or maybe like a, a Dillon squad or, or you know whatever other smaller community teams. But, and to have the teams and the players to be able to pretty much just have our own Montana hurling league. Um, I, I, I think that would be so cool to be able to, uh, you know, just travel around to the different cities. Pretty much like I did growing up playing soccer. Um, you know, you, you make your day trips to... Butte to Kalispell and then next week you're in Bozeman and next week you're in Stevensville. And, um, and I think, yeah, I, I think just growing to that point where it really is just ingrained in the, in the Montana culture and, and you, we, we wouldn't even have to, we could still travel out into the Northwest or down to Colorado and obviously still compete collegiately and all these things, but, I think just having like a Montana-based league would just be so awesome, and I think I think it can get there. Um, um, seeing the the Butte team sprout up and get really passionate about it—I mean, it just takes one or two people who are willing to dedicate the time and the and the energy and the money, <laughs> or find other people to dedicate the money to it. Um, yeah, I I think that is like. The end goal is uh, is some sort of Montana Gaelic Sports Association or league or something. Um, uh, I've always liked the idea of that Nisha had of like a a Montana county team that competes nationally. I always thought that that was really cool um, and a lot probably a lot more realistic than trying to get a team out of Missoula and Butte <laughs> uh individually. Um so I always thought that would be really cool. And then I think just seeing just seeing continued growth. I think is probably over the next couple of years. I was thinking about the other day and it's like man, look back first year, second year, and never really thought beyond like, you know, you you go play Red Branch, you go play Seattle. And, and these teams, have, you know, Seattle just celebrated their 40th anniversary as a club, and it's just like. Whew. So when the Grizz have their 40th anniversary, it's like okay, that means I will have been playing for 40 years. <laughs> and what will my hurling even look like
0: Thank at
1: you. that? What will my hurling even look like at the 10-year anniversary? And that's only three years away, and uh, and much less with the what the team will look like and what are, you know, what other teams will we have by then? We, you know, I think a big area of growth that, that we haven't been able to figure out yet is, is the youth Mm -hmm. hurling. Um, We tried uh, starting a youth team at the same time as the adult team, um, but just didn't quite have, the right people with the right amount of time and energy to devote to that. Because, of course, I think the hardest thing about getting the youth uh, clubs going is you you can't just start with a team. You really have to start with multiple teams at the same time. Because if with adults, if you only played once a year, you could convince them to practice the whole year. Yeah, the kids. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have a game a month, you're not going to practice, <laughs> especially with, I mean, just the competition between every other youth sport you can play. Um, so I think that is in the future. Um, I think we have to wait until there are more uh, more Mars and Grizz who have kids. <laughs> okay,
0: well, that's, a, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. Do you think that could be something like... Like, because I, I think of the challenge, and I know when we were working on the mm-hmm. Thomas Mark, yeah. um, Carroll College kept coming up some different people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we wanted to get a team going to Carroll. And I was thinking about it, and I think, you know, it'd be really great to get an adult team going who then had kids, yeah kids along, you know. Yep. Uh, and,
1: yeah, you know, well, and I mean, and that's already, I mean, we've got, you know, Caleb just had his second kid, and... You know, Eugene and Gemma had their baby, even though they're in Ireland. I, I still think you know that that generation is starting to develop and is starting to take shape. And I mean, it's hard to think that we'd have to wait like sixteen or so years before we might start to see any of that. But I mean, that's still yeah. Who thought we'd make it to seven years? So. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's just going to kind of naturally, uh, grow and take shape. And I mean, again, like we've talked about that, the identity that people have formed with our Missoula hurling is deeply ingrained in people's identities now. And yeah, that's a huge part of, of who they are now and who their families are going to be. And yeah, I think that. It's definitely the long game, but I think that that once once that kind of solidifies, I mean, I mean, then you just get the ball rolling and, you know, Trey always kind of always talks about how, you know, if if they can do it in Ireland with all these small communities, why can't you do it here? Why can't you have multiple Missoula teams? We have the population for it. It's like, okay, but we are still at the phase where uh, to get to that point everybody has to know hurling and I think we're getting there it's definitely it is more common than it used to be to have people who at least know the word hurling um and are aware that we have a team so yeah it's 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 slowly growing but I think every once in a while just kind of like this year with the Grizz is you just kind of have that random pop year and it's just like oh all right we've grown this much. (laughs) And uh, I think having the Butte team has been a huge, I mean, being able to go play over there uh, on St. Patrick's Day, even if that's the only thing that we do in in Butte every year, like that's just huge. Um, And that that adds so much foundation to anything we build on. Um, So, yeah, I'm excited for whatever is whatever ends up being next <laughs> yeah well
0: is there anything else you'd like to add or anything
1: no i mean i can i like i said i can talk Herlin forever but <laughs> we can save more for later so <laughs> yeah Well,
0: are to love thank you so much oh of
1: course yeah you. no i'm super excited to be able to do it so <laughs>
0: Thank you to Tanner and his lovely wife Lizzie for allowing me in their home where we recorded this and taking the time out of their busy schedule and spending the afternoon with me. And thanks again to the Blaggerts for allowing us to use their music for the podcast. You can find out more details in the show notes and you can check them out online at blaggerts.com. Slong of Foyle.